Welcome to Hannah's Heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because <laughs> yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that he's enough. Hey, I'm Ann. And I'm Kendra. And we just are excited about this weekend. It's Valentine's Day yes. coming up. Thank you for listening to Hannah's Heart. Yes. We're glad you're with us. And we're praying for you all as couples. We know that infertility and miscarriage and all of that journey can be so difficult for couples. So we just wanted to let you know we're praying for you. Yep. And we hope that you take this uh, upcoming little holiday to enjoy each other and, and, and fellowship with each other and um, maybe just take a, a little break from all of that for, yeah. for a little Go on time. a date, a fun date. Date nights are so important. That's right. Even if they're at home. We'd like to order in a lot of the times. So, Yeah, and, and if you do have a specific prayer request for um, your family and what you're going through, we'd love for you to email us, by the way, and you can do that at hannahsheart yep. at afa.net. That's right. And we love hearing your prayer requests. That's right. Well, today, Kendra, I'm super excited to introduce one of my best friends for a long, long time. Faith, a lot of people might know her here as Faith Riley, but you're Faith Dawson now, yeah? That's right. That's right. Yeah, beautiful um, and lovely. <laughs> that's right. And um, you have some connections to AFA because of your daddy, yeah. John Riley. Yeah, my daddy is John Riley. Right. He's in. Uh, he's on locally. Um, in the mornings and also in the afternoons. That's right. That's right. Uh, and you grew up around AFA, bopping around as a as a little. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> this is like you're well known here. This is yeah. Your second home. People know me. <laughs> we love you. People know you. <laughs> That's right. Um, and so, and I got to know you. Let's see. I think we said we were like six or seven when we first met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And been best friends ever since. Best friends. Um, actually, I think it's. I always think this is a funny story, so I'm just gonna tell it. Okay. <laughs> but Dish. the Give reason, the way that we met was, <laughs> okay. I went to VBS at her church, yeah. and her mom, Anne's mom was my VBS leader, and she fell in love with me, of course. She did, in her, <laughs> what, four days? <laughs> I know. And uh, she asked my mom, who she didn't know. No. My mom did not, she didn't know your mom. Nope. She was like, can I take Faith home with me? Because oh I word. think she would be really good friends with my daughter, Anne. Yep. And my mom was like, yep. <laughs> take her. So thank you, kids. mom, for letting Love me it. go home with strangers. <laughs> <laughs> That is exactly how it happened. Those VBS really friendships is. that just last. That's right, and it did. Yeah. Well, and I, your mom didn't have nine kids at the time. I was there for the oh. last few. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. She yeah. well, she had enough. She like had six, enough. Six at that time, at least. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so, that's right. Anyway, sweet Miss Lenny. Um, but today I wanted you to come on um, because you didn't personally struggle with infertility or miscarriage. Nope. But you um, were there with me way before infertility ever entered my life, but all through infertility and miscarriages and dealing with all of that and so um we just thought it would be neat to have on someone who could just share with others who don't struggle with this personally but who have family members yeah. and friends um that we they... have listeners that listen to this that say they have children yes. that are going through mm-hmm. it and they're yes. like i just don't even know how to uh-huh. be around them and how to help them in their hurt. right and so a lot of people listening want to be equipped by how did you do that how yeah. did you know what to say <laughs> she did i don't know <laughs> Well, you must have done it gracefully because Anne invited you on the show. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, maybe. That's Uh, what she said earlier on the phone this morning. She was like, are you sure you want me on there? Like, I don't understand. I was like, Faith, I don't think I would have asked you if I was like, she was terrible the whole time. (laughs) I made her cry. It was awful. I rubbed it in how many children I had all the time. (laughs) So, um, but anyway, before we get into all of that, um, we just want to know a little bit about you and your family. So, um, oh, we've already discussed it, but my dad is John Riley, yes. and he's he's worked here at AFA for 30 years. Long time. Um, he's on the radio side, and uh, I met my husband here at AFA. I worked here about maybe like eight years ago. I can't really remember. Um, but my husband and I, we met here at AFA, and um, we ended up getting married about three years later. Um, we have since both left and found other other things that we're you doing. You are a phenomenal photographer. <laughs> Thank yeah. you very she much. She filmed my wedding. Yeah, <laughs> she took, just, somehow she was a bridesmaid and took pictures at my wedding. I was. Wow. That was never, never She's happening super again. super talented, P.S. <laughs> I would only do that for you. Yeah, sorry. That's not available. You can't pay her to do that. Sorry. But. I'm not a bridesmaid and a photographer at the same time normally. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... Um, I'm a photographer in Tupelo, Mississippi, and my husband, um, he is currently teaching high school um, at Shannon High School um, in Mississippi, and uh, we have three children. Three beautiful children. Beautiful children. Love my babies. <laughs> um, Elijah, he's our oldest, and he is he will be eight um, Gosh, that's oh, crazy. Wow. in a couple Goodness weeks, actually. Gracious. And then... Um, our daughter Olivia, she will be five in April. Wow! And then our daughter Rachel, she turned three back in December. The oh baby who's not yes. such a baby. No, I think you were pretty pregnant with Rachel at my wedding. I think I was. <laughs> <laughs> so added. I, I was like pregnant with everybody uh, at everybody's wedding and the pictures in general. If you talk to anybody locally who got pictures done by me in the last like couple years. Literally every time they saw me, they were like, oh, you're pregnant again? Mm. Which one is this? Right. Well, and it was pretty beautiful earlier when Faith came into the studio, seeing her kids come up to Anne and just the relationship like this. <laughs> oh, Anne know, rubbing is. Rubbing on your yes. belly. And you can just tell you're like a sister. You're like yeah. an aunt. She to, is. To them. She is. Anne is. Auntie my, Anne. She's Auntie Anne. <laughs> she is my sister who did not come from my mother, no. my bio- biological mom, but I mean, we can go, and we have done it. It's not very good, but we 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 can go months and not say anything to each other, and then mm-hmm. and then 
just like all of a sudden never well since you guys have such a tight-knit relationship i'm gonna be the one to dig and ask some hard questions (laughs) please do okay so (laughs) you have beautiful children faith thank you and let's just talk about what was it like having children and having something that um was not a struggle for your family and having a best friend like did you feel guilty every pregnancy announcement did you feel like you couldn't tell her Mm -hmm. what was that like so with my first um, Anne wasn't even married with mm-hmm. my first. So makes it a little easier. It, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. It was just kind of like, oh, I'm pregnant. And she yes. was excited for me. Um, and actually, when she was living, you were living in Jackson, in Jackson Mississippi, yeah. mm-hmm, at the time. And so when Eli was born, a couple weeks after he was born, she took like a day and she drove and she spent all day with us, mm-hmm. just like snuggling him. And, oh, you know, we sweetest. just, yes, it was sweet. I remember it. And um, I would have been there the day he was born. You would have. But my apartment oh, was broken into. right. I forgot. Oh, the day after Valentine's Day, yep. actually. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was born that next week. And oh. so I was moving at the time or else I would have been there. Because I was there the, la- the other two births. You, <laughs> you would have. And you have been there. You're always there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, uh, yeah. So what happened after that? That wasn't that hard. Because I was not married yet. That's right. And so it was just fun celebrating my best friend, who's like a sister, having a baby. So it felt like I was having a nephew, really. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's when you became Auntie Anne. That's when I became (laughs) Auntie Anne. Um, So when I found out I was pregnant with Olivia, which was about three years later, um, well, two and a half-ish, and uh, were you guys... I, I think that was, what year was she born? She was born in 2017. Okay. That was the so, year I was diagnosed. So, okay. like, that was when we beginning. were off right. birth control for a while, but, like, I don't think I had been diagnosed yet. Yeah. So, it was still, like, mm, this is kind of weird. It's taken so long, but mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Yeah. So, at that point, it was still, you were, like, oh, I, you know, you guys had already expressed you wanted kids, and I was over here having kids. Yes. <laughs> um, so, it was a little... It wasn't, like, I wasn't scared to tell you or anything yeah, like that. Like, right. it was just, oh, I'm having a baby. And in my head, I was like, you're going to be having a baby uh-huh, soon, too. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, I I feel like when Olivia was born, I mean, I could see it all over your face. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that you wanted a child. And yeah. I wanted you to have a child. Right. Um, but I... Well, and we always wanted to be pregnant together. Right. We that always was our, talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> we made lots of future plans that we were supposed to do things together, and it never happened. <laughs> um, but God's God's plans are better than ours. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, but I love that you guys, let me just pause for one second, because you still, even though you were in different seasons of life, you then had two children, mm-hmm. you guys were still BFFs, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So you didn't all of a sudden be like, well, I'm a mom. No, oh, God, she not included a mom. me in I'm busy. She, <laughs> no, she, she was... <laughs> Even when yeah. you were when you were married and she wasn't when uh-huh. she was single, right. different stages of life, mm-hmm. but still the friendship was developing. And oh, yeah. I love that because in the body of Christ, I think we just naturally sometimes segregate ourselves uh-huh. into groups and uh-huh. like stages of life. Mm-hmm. And I struggled with that when I was single because a lot of my friends, when they would get married, I don't think they meant it in harm, but they were like, we're busy. And it felt like they got membership into the married club. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, well, I still want to be a part of your life. I just feel like I don't have the ticket 
to be a part of your life. And so, you know, one thing I think that if, if you're listening to this and you're a friend of somebody who's struggling with infertility, just know that like, even though they might not share the same season of life yeah. that you're mm-hmm. in, they want to be a part of your life. Right. And even though there is a little bit of pain in being a part of seeing you have something that they don't want, um, this is actually can be a healing, mm-hmm. you know, chance for them to like, for me, I've had my, my cousin has, mm-hmm. um, beautiful young boys and I've seen her get married before me have children before Mm -hmm. me but holding her little babies has been um healing to me Mm because I'm able to she lets me treat them like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like they're my kids and Mm -hmm. I can hang and treat them and do all of these things and it's been a a beautiful healing thing so I love that I love that you guys had that (laughs) we yes it is a blessing we have we we do have that and I'm very grateful for that oh for sure for sure um so baby number three. Yeah, Tell Rachel. Us that was the big one. So I, I mean, was, not the big baby. It's a big change. <laughs> she was for... actually my smallest <laughs> of all that I had. Um, when I found out I was pregnant with Rachel, um, I was nervous about telling you, Anne. Um, I, you know, I just, I didn't know. Not that I ever thought you would uh, get upset at me or anything like that. And I knew you would only show me joy. Yeah. When I was looking at you, yes, but I knew that when I left you, that you were probably going to cry. Yeah, you probably did, and I'm already getting <laughs> emotional thinking about it because I would never want to do anything to hurt you, yeah. and I would never want to, you know, uh, do anything to make you upset. But at the same time, I, it would be wrong of me to hide, right? Well, you and know, not celebrate, yes, and not let you be able to have the opportunity to yeah. celebrate with me. Um, and I didn't do it, and I hope I didn't do it in a way that I was rubbing it in your face no. and being like, oh, I was the first one. I'm pregnant. I was the first one to know about babies. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't even think she meant to tell me. If I'm remembering right, you didn't I mean to tell you me are. that. Day. I think you are. And then I think Grace was next. Well, back Sorry, up to Grace. when she told you, like, what was going through your mind? Did you feel like you had to put a mask on, or was it genuine joy? Like, if I remember right, we were in my kitchen, and um, so I could tell something was, like, weird. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think it ended up just coming out that, you know, you were pregnant. And, yeah, mm-hmm. you hadn't told anybody yet. Um, but, yeah, I could see it all over her face and her demeanor that she was super uncomfortable. And, like, just I think I don't know if I would I would not want you to feel guilty for sure Mm -hmm. and so I don't know if guilt is the right word but just felt like even though she's excited about this life inside of her she was sad for me Mm -hmm. and so and I think that joy and grief can coexist you know it has to because that's exactly how I felt (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and I I mean I remember I feeling that way like she was saying yeah with her there for sure and I also wanted to like almost comfort her and like it's okay like you have life you probably told me that you were probably like it's okay I'm happy for you because that's the kind of person that you are well uh through that pregnancy though I feel like we got closer even through Rachel coming and you know I don't know if we want to say that Rachel's named after me I mean her name is Rachel Elizabeth and you know Anne Elizabeth we won't say we won't mention that my middle name is Elizabeth but that's okay it was definitely after Anne yeah that's what I told Jane Elizabeth so (laughs) yes Jane is uh after me yes yes yes, 100% So, um, but anyway, I definitely feel like through that pregnancy, we actually got closer. Mm. Um, 
during that time, and like you were talking about, Kendra, these babies being so healing, mm-hmm. certain babies were that for me. Mm-hmm. And Rachel was definitely one of those. When their parents were sensitive and yes. loved you and saw you. Yes. Makes a big deal. Yes. Now, when people just, like, throw kids and be like, can you babysit? Can you babysit? Can you babysit? <laughs> you like, have a life. You say you want kids, <laughs> so, like, here's mine. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's not the same. Oh, gosh. Um, I but, always try to be so careful not to do that. It, she, she was always very care- mm-hmm. careful. I just, I mean, I didn't want you to feel like that because I, I, I was like, what? How would I feel? I would feel like that. I'd be like, I want my own children, not yours. Right. Because I'm giving these back to you. Being open with your life of this is who I am. I'm in this stage of life and come live life with me. And I have kids and I'm a busy mom and this is my life. Well, then when I would have her kids... She would let me do whatever I wanted to I with them. It. I did not have to like stay oh, yeah. in touch. Be like, Man. I think me and Olivia went to the movies one time, and then <laughs> she slept in the bed with me that night. I mean, like, <laughs> one of the feelings I think people with infertility struggle with is feeling left behind. Yeah. Like, there's so many stages. Mm-hmm. Like your friends have gotten married, they've gotten children, they've had all of these things, and it feels like you know I just want a way to connect with you. And yeah. and I love you mentioned. Um, that there's going to be moments of both grief and joy and that yeah. you can experience those simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And that just, it reminds me of a passage in Scripture in First Corinthians 13 that's talking about the body of Christ and how, you know, each one of us are different parts in the body mm-hmm. and the eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. Right. And, you know, um, every part is needed. But um, verse 26 says that if one part suffers... Every part suffers with it. Mm -hmm. And if one part rejoices, that every part rejoices with it. And I think it's important as believers, one, that we're able to share each other's burdens um, and and bear each other's burdens, but Mm -hmm. also share in each other's joys. Mm -hmm. And so what I love, Anne, that you did was you didn't allow what you were going through to keep you from rejoicing with what faith was going through. And just like, you know, if your right hand gets hit by a hammer, your whole body says, ouch. Uh You know, when one person is struggling with infertility, anybody in their life feels that pain and feels that ouch. And so just being able to learn to bear each other's burdens. How, Faith, was there any ways that you felt like you specifically tried to be extra sensitive to Anne or any? um, So, um, well, when we say extra sensitive, <clears throat> or did you buy her gifts? That's cool too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yes, I just bought her lots of gifts. And she actually really did. <laughs> I probably did. I'm like that's my love language is gift giving. Mm. Yeah. Um, she, and she's good at it. <laughs> um so I mean I would just say that you know I was cautious and careful in things that I said especially regarding like I I didn't try to hide but, you know, sometimes you have days with children where you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> and I I tried not to go and blow off steam on her when I had days like that. Yeah, in because, that area. Yes, because I didn't, I didn't want her to be like, I'm over here begging God mm. for a child. And you have three of them. Right. And right. you're over here, you know, mad about them. You know, mm. I mean, I love my children. But, you know, of if course. you're a mom, uh-huh. you know that you have days. You know, and so I tried to be sensitive in that area. Um, at the same time, I mean, I wasn't fake with Anne. She knew if stuff was going down. Right. I didn't, you know, I didn't give a bunch of details or, you know, but she she knew. And I wasn't, I, I think 
you know, I wasn't fake with her. Yeah. And sharing in other people's pain, I think, helps give you perspective for your own suffering. Yeah. Yes. Because, like, like with that, you, mm-hmm. you know, I think that gave you the reality yeah. check of, you know, what, God like, has blessed me yeah. with his children, even though I want Why? to wring their little necks. Yes. <laughs> you know, and same with Anne. You know, I, I think right. for people who struggle with mm-hmm. infertility, it's very easy to just focus on the pain mm-hmm. and to not see that other women that have children they're going through something they're going their through own. stuff too right yeah. and don't let the fact that you want children eclipse you from being able to help them when they're struggling right. or yeah. suffering i feel like sometimes women struggling with infertility can honestly miss so many of the good things that we see mm. on facebook the announcements and no. the keeping up with the mm. months and mm. you know their first food we see all the things that people want you to see on Facebook and Instagram. And I feel like I would struggle with like just wanting those things and not realizing the, but mom was also up 40 times in the middle of the night and she got pooped on. We glamorize motherhood. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very glamorous. Let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But how many times did I come over and you'd be like, my shirt's covered and spit up. I think I came up one, came over one time Mm -hmm. and you're like, if I could just take a shower. (laughs) <laughs> and so I think you just took a shower. That probably happened. <laughs> well, that's so helpful for people struggling with infertility to keep in mind that, like, you know, this isn't just the grass is greener on the other side. Right. You know, it's a different stage of life and that God gives that's grace right. to people in every stage right. of life. I feel like you always need God yes. in whatever stage you're in. <laughs> of course. Whether you're struggling with infertility, you need God. And whether you have three children, you definitely need God. <laughs> you need God. Yes. <laughs> Well, Anne, I'm just going to ask you a couple questions because obviously faith has given some wonderful what to do's, but let's talk about the what not to do's. Let's talk about the friends that you did not invite on this program. (laughs) Let's just rapid fire um, and faith, feel free to jump in here too. What are things that people should not say to somebody who's struggling with infertility? Um, Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can think of a bunch. <laughs> so, th- what we've kind of already hit on the babysitting thing mm-hmm. and just assuming. That you don't have a life. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember people being like, literally, anytime you want my kids, mm-hmm. you can come You can come get my kids, anytime, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, that is, it's such a weird statement, actually, because yeah. I'm like, you're not going to give me your kids. Yes. And yes. you make me feel weird saying <laughs> this. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, and then just. Uh, and that, oh, this is something I was going to say too. Like I was able to celebrate with faith. I was able to celebrate with some other friends that I'm thinking of when they told me they were going to have a baby and genuinely feel happy, Mm. still feel sad that I don't have a baby along with them, but genuinely feel rejoiceful. Mm. There's other people when I would see those announcements come on Facebook that I remember hurting so Mm -hmm. bad. And just being like, why? I don't understand. And there, um, without giving too many details, there um, was definitely a time I was called out on social media about mm. struggling with infertility, and I was not prepared for that. That oh, was gosh. before you'd even announced to anybody or shared. You weren't even. Oh, you were still trying to process it there, yourself. There was. I had shared just a little bit mm-hmm. what I felt comfortable. I had not mentioned any miscarriage or anything like that because I'd had. Some people, like I've mentioned in past podcasts, come up to me and be like, I just really thought you would have babies by now. Mm -hmm. So I did end up sharing, saying, this is what we're struggling with. But then other people feeling like they can just share your news. Yes. Talk about it. Tagging me and things and things like that. And I remember that hurting so bad because I was like, you haven't called me one time Mm -hmm. to say, hey, I'm praying for you, but you're going to put it out on 
social media, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, definitely don't do that to your friends struggling um, with infertility because a lot of times that stuff um, that they choose to share is just the stuff that they feel yeah. comfortable mm-hmm. with sharing, you know, past I would, that. I would say, too, don't always make the conversation about when they're going to have kids or about oh, for infertility. Sure. Because yeah. mm-hmm. one of the things yes. that you're trying to wrap your mind around is that my life is bigger than my ability to uh-huh. bear a child. Yes. And so, like, and Faith was good at that, too, because <laughs> she would literally sometimes she'd be like, do you, do you want to talk about yeah. babies right now? Yeah. Or do you want to talk about something totally something else i tried really hard to be whenever we would get together or whenever i knew a big doctor appointment was coming up or when y'all had some major you know medical stuff i tried to start out our conversation being like hey i want you to know i want to know every single detail you want to tell me like i've been dying to know about it i've been praying ever since you know i knew you're going to the doctor i mean i've been thinking about you constantly i want you to know that i want to know but it's okay if yeah. you don't want to tell me yep. anything, mm-hmm. yep. it's okay. If you don't want to say anything, you don't want to talk anything. We I, we can talk about a lot of stuff because <laughs> right. there's a lot of other stuff to talk about. Right. You and know, she, she was good at that. She was good at that. I think also being careful um, not to give faith statements that are dependent oh, upon yes. that person doing something. Like mm-hmm. people w- who would say, you know, if you're just patient enough, God's going to yes. bless you. Or if you if you just learn to be content, That's God's right. going to yeah. gonna make it My happen. My favorite is, yeah. I've always heard if you fostered, <laughs> then it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, the, advi- the blanket advice. the magic advice. right there. <laughs> Yeah. It's real magical, isn't it, Anne? Oh, yeah. that's a whole other episode. People say these things as if only patient people get to have children, like, right. or only content people right. get to only have children. Only the people that pray all oh, day. My goodness, right? Yeah. And and oh, even yeah. being careful about statements such as like, um, you know, I'm just really, be- I, I know God has a baby for you. Yeah. Well, do you really know? Like, if if God spoke to you, that's one mm-hmm. thing. But maybe God's plan for that person is to build a family in a different way right. than a biological child. Right. And maybe mm-hmm. they're trying to wrestle with being comfortable with God's a different route or different plan. And so just careful on those on those statements. I was, I was well, Faith, we're coming to an end, but would you mind praying um, for maybe friends of people who are struggling with infertility? Yeah, I would love to. Um, so, dear God, we just come to you. We thank you so much for this opportunity to get together and to talk. And I just um, ask that you would bless anyone that's listening to this um, uh, podcast today, that um, you would help them to know how to um, be with their friends and how to respond to their friends, help them them to be good friends um, with those that are struggling with infertility. Um, I just thank you for Anne and Kendra, and I just thank you for how you're blessing them. And amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Hannah's Heart. It was fun. Absolutely. Encourage your friends. Have a fantastic Valentine's Day with your love. And uh, please reach out to us at Hannah's Heart.